What's happening, everyone? Welcome in uh, Final Score Podcast. And uh, on this week's episode, uh, we will talk to AJ Stewart, the head coach of the Urbana field hockey team. And her Hawks uh, just uh, won their uh, third uh, CMC title in four years with a one nothing victory over Oakdale over the weekend at Hook College. So we'll talk to Coach Stewart about that. Uh, her team, uh, her expectations, her lofty expectations for uh, her team this season as well as her uh, her longtime uh, career at Urbana. So I uh, look forward to having uh, Coach Stewart on the podcast. Uh, but first, uh, FNP sports writer John Cannon is here to take a look around the county with me. And, and, and John, one of the areas I wanted to focus with you coming off of CMC Championship Weekend uh, is, is volleyball. Uh, Urbana was also the CMC uh, volleyball champions with uh, – with a 3-1 win over Oakdale, and uh, it's Urbana's second win over Oakdale this year, uh, which is pretty impressive. I think I think they're 14-0 and now, uh, record-wise, and a definite state contender after reaching mm-hmm. uh, the the championship game uh, last year. Uh, it, it states, uh, but but just the depth of volleyball in the county this year. Uh, Oak, Oakdale has a good shot of getting through. And uh, Tuscarora as well. I mean, have you, have you ever seen three volleyball teams with a legitimate shot of reaching states? No, no. I mean, Frederick County, has the most we've ever had was two at the, in one season, and that was circa 2009-2010 when Urbana and Catoctin made it. Uh, usually we, we just get a stray team here and there, and uh, we've only – of course, Oakdale's the only team to ever win a state title. They've done that twice. So uh, – and Tuscarora has never been um, – so that would uh, that would be nice to see them get in there. That'd be a first for their program, and it's it's realistic in 3A, and then definitely Oakdale being 2 and 2A and Urbana 4A. Uh, it looks like we could have three teams, which would that'd be uh, that'd be something. Uh, Oakdale's won a volleyball uh, state title mm-hmm. before with great teams, but Urbana seems to have more fi- firepower than I could remember for a Frederick County volleyball team. They they, they just do it all, and and they're beating teams with ease, like Washington County teams, like North Hagerstown and Smithsburg. I mean, Oakdale, they swept on the road this this season. Mm-hmm. Just the manner in which they're winning, uh, I, I find to be really impressive. Sure, and the fact that they play teams like Oakdale and Tuscarora is really going to help them out because they've seen some some quality teams. And, and Washington County, hey, they, they still have good volleyball teams up there, and Urbana's beating them too, so... Uh, yeah, they're gonna—they're battle tested. They uh, and, and they've already been there. They were there last year. They did well. Uh, most of those people are back. Uh, they're, they're gonna be tough. Uh, on the football front, um, Middletown's uh, playing a lot better. They were two and two at one point. Now they've won um, uh, uh, four in a row, and uh, and they're five and two. Excuse me, they were one and two. Um, and and you've seen them in recent weeks. Uh, uh, their offense has become much more efficient. What what struck you about Middletown and the way they've been playing lately? Well, yeah, like you have a story that's going to be in the paper, uh, just about how they've gone to that uh, short passing game, um, in lieu of a running game. And right. They, uh, that it's uh, it's very effective for them. I mean, it's they maybe don't have the biggest line. Middletown traditionally was a run team, but give them credit for recognizing that maybe that isn't their strength this year, and they switch things up and. They're tough to stop because a lot of teams don't operate like that. They're in this area. They just keep pass, pass, pass. Uh, Reese Poffenbarger is good with the quick release, getting rid of the ball quick when he has to. He's good at extending plays with his feet, and he's got a, a big arm that can go deep if needed as well. So that's tough for high school defenses to contend with. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that we're two weeks away from the playoffs starting. And Frederick County really – uh, all nine of the public school teams that are playing really have a great shot at making the playoffs. I mean, we could we we could have three volleyball teams in states, and we could have nine football teams p- playing in the playoffs. So it, mm-hmm. it it seems quite remarkable. And and the thing that I just learned in the past couple of weeks that I did, didn't realize is. 
that the reseeding that's going to take place for football after the first two rounds that it's going to apply to all sports too. Mm-hmm. So right. the the regional championship format as 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 we knew it is is basically gone for all sports and and mm-hmm. and everything's going to be reshuffled after the first two rounds in in every sport. And I didn't realize that. Yeah, which is good because I mean you know theoretically you'll have better matchups in the championship. Uh, you have your best teams playing in the championship in, in, in of, every sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and in, in theory you could have two teams from the same region like Frederick County playing for a state title one of these days so yeah it'd be interesting yep uh and just last thing uh the nationals are are, are on a, on a tear uh in the world series so far uh they're they're gonna be up two nothing on the astros uh, i mean i think you went to a game this year you first uh, checked yeah. out uh, nats park and in, in, in the team and mm-hmm. and are you as surprised that i am as how oh, well yeah. they're playing yeah yeah absolutely i mean every other motto you know had they always had excellent regular seasons and the playoffs game and they couldn't get it done and um, they're like that. The day I went out there, I got to see Max Scherzer before he got injured. That was uh, the early part, the first half of the season, and he right. just lights out. And then when he got it hurt, you're figuring, ah, yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't look to bode too well for them. But yeah, yeah, and then they got to such a slow start too. They were 19 and 31 uh, at one point in May, and, and in last place, we we were running columns saying they should fire Dave Martinez, <laughs> <laughs> and now here they are up with uh, halfway to a World Series championship, and they're doing it in resounding fashion too. So it's just been striking to see. And they lost Bryce Harper after last season, huh? right? <laughs> right, and yeah, they're not paying an outfielder 300 million dollars uh, mm-hmm. either. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's crazy to think so. John, uh, thanks as always, and we'll have you back on again soon as, as we get into playoff season here. Okay. And uh, we will be back in just a second with uh, Urbana Field Hockey Coach A.J. Stewart. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Final Score Podcast, and joining me in the studio is the head coach of the Urbana High School uh, field hockey team. I've wanted to have her on the podcast for a long time, and I was... Uh, Glad I was able to finally twist her arm uh, to, to come in here. Uh, she is AJ Stewart. How are you, AJ? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, the, uh, you guys are CMC champions uh, once again. Uh, third time in four years, I believe. Uh, you just beat Oakdale uh, one nothing on Saturday at Hood College, and uh, now you're heading into the regional playoffs. You're the you're the top seed in in the 3A West, right? Uh, the 3A West Region One. Correct. Uh, why are you guys 3A as opposed to a lot of the other sports that are banned that are 4A? Can, can you explain the distinction? Is it just the way the field hockey teams are distributed around the state? Yes. Or, okay. Yes, because there's a lot of schools that actually don't have teams. So, you know, basically what they do is they take the, say there's 64 teams and they divide them by four. And so we ended up um, in that 3A region right. just because of that. Is that favorable? Or would you rather be in 3A than 4A? Uh, it's, or? it's favorable this year. It, it is. Based okay. on the way they're doing things, the new seating and so forth. Right. And, and the Hawks are 14-1 uh, and one this season. Uh, they'll, they'll take on uh, Tuscarora at home on Monday, October 28th, 7 o'clock. And the winner of that uh, will face uh, either Frederick or TJ, which play in another Region 1 uh, semifinal. Do we like the new playoff format because you're going to play two rounds and then everything will be reshuffled and reseeded? Do, do we like that, or did you like the old way, sort of? I like the new way of um, having the reseeding before um, and having that quarterfinal for the state tournament. I think that's going to benefit us a lot because what's happened in the past is we might have been one of the better teams, but we would get knocked out by a state championship team early on and so like a westminster one of those great carroll county schools it's been westminster has kind of been a burden for us uh the past you know 
probably eight years. And before that, it was BCC. And so this is definitely going to, you know, be in our favor that we're going to get a chance to be reseeded and play in that state quarterfinal. And I think it will hopefully show the top four teams will be in that final four. And I think that's great. The only thing I don't like about it is I don't like the fact that, you know, Frederick County teams are going to knock out Frederick County teams in the region. That's kind of tough because, you know, we always want to root for each other. Yeah, and in theory, under this format, you could have two Frederick County teams one day that would play in the state championship game you might you might you might see it in football uh, this year uh if, if teams get hot at the right time and we're able to do it so yeah it, it is they group everyone together and 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 you are knocking each other out so so that is one of the downsides of it but but you won't hit a juggernaut like in the second round of the playoffs anymore or, or anything like that so um what, what was saturday like uh, you guys won that game one nothing uh you scored late in regulation in that game i, I think just over a minute to go uh uh, Casey Beach uh, took a pass in front of the cage from Maddie Hillman. I think that followed a penalty corner, and and, and Casey was able to knock it in uh, for a one nothing win over Oakdale. Was that game closer than you expected? About right, or just what, what was that victory like? Um, well, of course, there's nothing better than winning, especially in the final minutes of the game. Right. Um, you know, there's nothing more fun to do than play in a big game, and we love that. We thrive on that. We knew it was going to be a big game. We played them earlier in the season on a Friday Night Lights game where um, our football team was at Oakdale for their Friday night game, and Oakdale's field hockey team came to us, um, and it was a 1-0 game we won in overtime. Okay. Um, so it was a very similar game. It was extremely competitive. Um, they've got a, a very talented team. Uh, they've got a stellar defense. Uh, they really packed it in on us, and we struggled to finish throughout the game. So we were, you know, just thankful that we were finally able to get one in before going into overtime again. Right. Were, were, were you nervous? Were you biting your nails? Or were you a little worried there as the, as the clock was ticking down to the end of regulation and it seemed like the game could go either way, really? Yeah. I mean, but that's all part of the fun, you know? Right. Um, and so, you know, I was extremely proud of Casey Beach for finding a way to get that goal. She's worked really hard. She's a sophomore. She's a lacrosse player. Um, that's not a field hockey first kid. Um, and she found a way to, you know, get the ball in the goal for us. Maddie Hillman had a great assist on that and they were just worked really well in the circle. Um, but we had a lot of opportunities to score that we kind of missed out on. And like I said, Oakdale played a, a great defensive game against us. What did it mean to the girls to be CMC champions again? They loved it. Um, it was a great high for us going into the postseason. Uh, they were super excited um, from the moment that they got to Urbana in the morning and were meeting in the team room and they had their music blaring and they were jumping up and down and uh, they were super excited on the bus. They were pumped up. Um, they had a great, you know, warm up that day and, um, you know, it it was it was a great team win. We've got a lot of great leaders on that team. We have a lot of kids that are really all in this year, which is super exciting for us. And um, and they want to win it all. Is this one of your best teams that you've had at Urbana? Yes, it is. It is one of the best teams I've had. We've got a lot of talented um, juniors. Um, and, our you juniors, know, so underclassmen Our junior too, classes yeah. are our class that's got um, – a ton of we have a lot of juniors in our program this year we have um 12 i believe yeah we have 12 juniors um and they're super talented they're super committed uh they really want to win 
They've committed themselves. A lot of them play at the club level uh, for the Metro Hockey Club, and um, they they really want to win this year. You know, a, another one of our goals this year is to win for Coach Watzik, who is one, our JV coach, right. um, who has, you know, metastatic breast cancer. Um, and so she's been, she's been dealing with these health issues for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. she had breast cancer, and then she was. Um, like nine years cancer free, and then you know, she had some struggles, and now she's dealing with you know it's horrible, yeah, this type of cancer. So if anything else, we want to win for her. What well, was the goal to win states going into the season? Did you feel this group yes. was talented enough to win states? Yes, yeah, yes, that's been our goal all along. And actually, last year we we knew that this um, was going to be a, a better team um, just because of the chemistry of the team and. Um, so we, you know, every year we kind of raise our standards a little bit and our expectations. Um, we have a, something that we do in the preseason where we, the girls have to run a gauntlet run, um, in order to make our varsity team. And it just, it makes them accountable for their fitness. And so describe the gauntlet run and tell me about that. Uh, the gauntlet run was, uh, designed by my daughter, Molly, um, who played at Chippensburg University and came up with this type of run to really um, make the kids uh, step up. Is it like American Ninja Warriors? Or? It's a 200, a 400, an 800 a mile, an 800, a 400, and a 200, and everything is timed. And it has um, to be completed in how long? Um, well, like I said, everything is timed, so you actually have breaks in between, but okay. you can forego your breaks and you can continue running if you'd like, um, especially if you're behind and... Last year, um, you know, we had a couple kids that, you know, struggled with the gauntlet. This year, every single kid made it. No kidding. Every single kid met our expectations. So this is, um, it just really set the tone for our season, letting us know as coaches that, wow, these kids are all in. Okay, kind of, the gauntlet kind of shows you who's who, too, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because you, you know the really committed kids, and you know the kids that might not be as committed right away, right? Exactly. Yeah, you guys have been uh, in the state semifinals in 13 and 17, 2013 and 17. And this year, you, you're talented enough, you feel, to, to take that next step, maybe maybe two more steps and, and walk away with the trophy. We're hoping. So, Our magic number is 19. That, that, that's so right now we're takes, at 14 yeah. wins, and it, when we get to that 19th win, that'll be a state championship. 20, because you, you, have, you have one loss, right? Was 20 the number to start the season? You're you're fourteen and one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. We didn't really have yeah. a number at the okay. beginning of the season, but as of now, like w- right while we're in the now, it's nice. I, I got yeah. you. I, yeah. I I got you. So how how would you describe the personality of the team? What what, what do these girls like to work with on a daily basis? Oh, they have got a ton of energy. Um, they love the game. They love to practice. Um, they love to play. They love the big games. Um, they kind of um. They they're very supportive of one another. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of great leadership this year, and not only in our captains, but a lot of our other players, like some of our seniors that aren't captains, are super encouraging of of their teammates. Um, 
they are um they're rambunctious all right molly comments on you know at times about like you know mom they're so weird but you know it's just it's just their way of getting themselves pumped up and energized and do you have and, to re- do you have to rein them in sometimes or do you generally sometimes like, we have to rein them in yeah, yeah you do yeah um but but i i tell her i i say you know molly these are the types of teams we want because these squirrely teams are always the best teams Right. You know, because they're loaded with athletes that have got a ton of energy and they want to be good. And, um, you know, they do what it takes. They work hard. But, yeah, they're, they're a little squirrely. Right. Squirrely. That, 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 that's a great word uh, right right there. I might, I might have to use that to describe your team as, as, <laughs> as they advance uh, in, in the playoffs. So how many of your players play year-round field hockey, would you say? Most of them uh, um, or half of them? We or, have about yeah. five girls. Yeah. I would say um, that are pretty much year-round yeah. focused. Uh, a lot of our kids play other sports. You mm-hmm. know, they run track, they play lacrosse. So they're athletic kids. Yeah, um, you know, they do a lot of different, different you know activities. But we have a lot of kids that play club, but not at on like a full-time basis. Right. Um, but you know, one of our players, um, Maggie Goodwin, who came to us as a freshman. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Maggie because she's the leading scorer in Frederick County right now. Yeah, so. she she's a tremendous athlete, um, but an even better field hockey player. And she's been playing field hockey since she was a little kid. She had two older sisters that played field hockey. Um, her father runs the Metro Field Hockey Club, okay. um, which has really helped our team um, develop, you know, by having, you know, the kids from Urbana are carpooling down to club practices and tournaments and things like that. It's really helped us a lot. And what type of leader is Maggie? Is she a vocal leader? Is she more leader by example or, or how would you describe uh, her She's more leader by example. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's more leader by example. Um, you know, I always tell her that, you know, she is the, one of those players that everybody looks up to because of her style of play. She's very talented. She's very skilled. But one thing that a lot of people don't know about Maggie is she's got a great mind for the game. She's extremely smart. And even as a freshman, when we had timeouts or we had close games and things like that, um, because she was part of our 2017 region championship. She's the only kid on our team currently that was a part of that. Um, she was vocal and she would say, hey, this is you know what's happening on the field and this is what we need to do even as a freshman. So she's got a great mind for the game. She's going to play Division One field hockey somewhere, someday. Um, and she is um, a great teammate. She's been a great asset to our program. So she sees things happening before they actually happen. She, she has that sort of ability. She's, she's got, got a great mind. Right. She's, she's like your quarterback uh, mm-hmm. on, uh, on the field. Oh, absolutely. Um, so and she's, she's a great distributor of the ball. And the thing about Maggie is when Maggie has a good game, the team has a good game. You know, sometimes when Maggie struggles a little bit, the team struggles a little bit. So that's something that we're working on, um, you know, trying to, you know, have people, more kids play big roles and you probably you'll see that on our corner plays and some right. of our set plays. Yeah, uh, Matt Maddie Hellman, uh, who had the uh, game-winning assist in the CMC championship game, she's one of your leading scorers too. Tell us a little bit about uh, Maddie. Maddie is really dynamic um, as far as an attack player for us. Um, she does a great job of like driving the baseline. Um, she has a great little lift on her. Um, she knows when to pull the ball, when to pass the ball. Um, so those are some great attributes that she has she's also one of the most focused players that we have in practice 
Uh, she's that player that does all the extras, you know, she'll pick up the extra balls or the extra cones or, you know, do those kinds of little things. Now, as I get, as we get deeper into the fall here and it gets darker earlier, I've seen you guys out at Urbana when I'm coming to a event there and you guys are out there sometimes in the, in the dark, in the dark practicing. You don't cut practice short because the, the light is gone. Yeah, we are, um, you know, we have our set times for practice and we, we stick to it. You know, because we have certain things we want to achieve every day and we want to make sure that, you know, we get to everything we need to do. And But your field is not lit, though. So, I mean, you, yeah. I guess you get some residual light from, from the stadium that yeah. allows you to see. But Well, sometimes we've had, um, you know... You get, like, the cars and the headlights and, and <laughs> shine them on the field? Well, or? we've been pretty lucky because uh, lately Coach Hines has given us the turf. So we've had a lot okay. of 7 to 9 practices in the evening. And, yeah. Um, which is great because we can have two coaches for practice. Aren't those long days for uh, nine o'clock? It's a long day for me because, and the kids. Because you have to be at school at seven in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm there at seven in the morning, but it's okay. It's worth it because we get to have two coaches because Molly is a, an elementary school teacher. So our right after school practices, you know, aren't doable for her, but at seven to nine, it works and she can come and we can have two coaches and we can work on special things and, um, you know, special plays and things like that where we can really focus more like she works more on the offense and I'll work more with the defense and things like that. Right. And then you have a bunch of scores like they're all sort of grouped together. You have Kylie uh, Coretti, Casey Beach, Casey uh, Draves, Ashlyn White, uh, Emma Purcell. I mean, they're, they're all right bunched in there is, is scores. So they're all yeah. similar type players. Or, yes, we yeah. have a lot of really um, talented players. Kylie Coretti, for one. Um, is a player that has literally gotten better every single practice and every single day. We're super proud of her. Um, Casey um, Beach is just a super athlete. Like I said before, um, she's physical, which we like about her. Um, You know, she's not afraid to go up against the goalie. Um, And, you know, a lot of our scorers are pretty dynamic. We're really lucky. Uh, We have Nellie O'Brien, who does a great job of bringing the ball, you know, down the sideline for us. Um, Casey Draves um, is very smart and does a great job of drawing corners. Uh, we have Oria. She does a really nice job of, of tipping the ball into the goal. Oria Bonawani? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or uh, Bonawoy? Yeah. Uh, Bonaway. Bon- Bonaway. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, and then Ashlyn White is our um, top of the diamond, kind of like our center back. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's really instrumental in our offense as well. And as you can see, she's got a lot of assists, which uh, she's made some great passes to the striker on goal. Um, Emma Purcell and Zoe Nelson are two of our little middies um, that just do a really good job of fighting back for the ball, you know, sending the ball in, finding those open pass options. So... You know, we've we've been really fortunate and gifted with lots of talented players. Right. And you don't win uh, uh, conference championships and you don't go 14-1 and one and have a top seed in a region without having a really good uh, defense, too. I mean, you guys won the CMC championship game without allowing a goal. And not a lot of teams have scored a lot of goals against you all season. I think you've given up, what, three goals uh, all season? Yeah. Uh, and and, and your, your goalkeepers are McKenna, McKenna Latson, uh, who's played the majority of the games. And you also have uh, Danielle uh, McNerney, uh, uh, too, that, that, that's gotten some action for you. And it seems like your goalies are playing really well. Yeah. Last year, as sophomores, uh, we put both of them on varsity. And it was a little bit of a test for them. Um, 
not sure if they were totally ready. Last year, basically, they split uh, time the whole season. Uh, this year, they were both so much more prepared, um, and they've both done a really nice job. They have split a lot of games this year, um, but currently McKenna Ladson is our, our better goalie. Um, she matches up better with some of the, uh, you know, the tougher teams. Yeah. Um, she's also one that's committed herself to playing year round, which is why she's become such a good goalie for us this year. She's got really strong clears. She's really smart. She's vocal. Um, but also on our defense, we have Riley Clipson in the back, uh, as our sweeper. And she is one of those players that when you see her coming up, um, she nine times out of 10 takes that ball away and finishes it really well. Um, and we also have Megan Sullivan, who is one of those quiet leaders. Um, and she's just nothing fancy about Megan, but she, she does her job on the field. You know, she stops the, the player, um, she gets the ball, she sends it to where it needs to go. And, um, we also have Ella Landon this year, um, on our right side and, you know, I never realized how good of a player she was until I had her on varsity. Um, but she is very consistent, just like Megan, and has really done a great job for us on the right side defense. Right. And on defensively, too, it's nice to have a goalie that also has experience uh, with, with, with Danielle, too. It's not like she's never been in a game before and, and hasn't faced uh, a, a pressure situation before. So. Yeah. yeah, Danielle brings a lot to our team as well. Um, she's a great teammate first and foremost, but between her and McKenna, I love the fact that they compete every day yeah. and they make each other better. You're sort of setting it up to that. You're sort of setting that dynamic up on purpose, right? Is the coach that competitive? Yes. Yeah, so we want, yeah. we want every single kid, you know, competing for a position every single day because that's what makes them better. That's what drives them to be better. Right. What would you say the strength of your team is? What does your team do the best? Passing. Yeah. We have, we're a good passing team. I right. think that's one of our our um, best attributes overall. Right. Did you play field hockey growing up? I played in high school. You did. And, and where did you go to high school? Milford Mill. Okay. Well, Milford Mill Senior High. That's now Milford Mill Academy. Okay. <laughs> is, is, is there a distinction? I just I mean, just do you like the what's the difference between academy and high school or they did I don't know I think yeah. they just tried to make it look better they um, tried, to, tried to make it sound more, <laughs> a little more fancy so. yeah it's a little yeah. rough part of town <laughs> these days but um yeah when I was in high school I played field hockey I played basketball I played tennis I played every sport I could possibly play I loved playing sports you you, you grew up in a competitive household oh like. yes yeah. I'm one of five I had three brothers yeah and a did, sister did and they did they pick on you or, um, oh no I was the, I was the or, oldest uh, oh you were so, oh so yeah. you picked on them yeah, no yeah. so we all uh so me and two of my brothers were all within three years of one another okay so we played sports together every single day right right and did you, did you play on good teams at Milford Mill High School yes Yes, I did. You did? Okay. Yes, I did. We had uh, – our field hockey team was about 500. Okay. Um, but our basketball team, we won the county tournament every year. We were very good in basketball. Um, and then tennis, we were very good as well. We were county champs several years. So when I was in high school, it was 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, so I only got to play for three years. Right. Uh, did all of your siblings play sports? Yes. How did – how in the world did your parents shuttle all of you to practice and games and and all of that stuff? Well, that's kind of funny that you ask that. So back in those days, um, 
you know, I lived in, in Baltimore. Right. We had a two-bedroom house. Okay. Uh, we had five kids. We had one car. So we walked everywhere we went. Um, Uphill both ways or? Yeah. Well, it was just like a mile. You okay, know? I yeah. Mean, we walked. Right. Um, and then, you know, when we played sports, we got on the bus to travel. So you didn't, you never had to work on your conditioning or, or at all? It, no, it, but it, I, I walked and, 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 did, and, you know, biked everywhere I, I needed to go. So it right. was never really an issue. Um, were, you, were your parents athletes too? Yes. Um, my father was a very good athlete. Um, he was a college l- lacrosse player. Right. Um, and uh, at Washington College, um, but it, my father was was good at all sports, including tennis. Um, and my mother w- was also um, a good athlete. I believe she played basketball. Um, so, but my mother was one of those mothers that thought she knew everything about every sport. So she used to always, you know, coach us at the dinner table. <laughs> really? Okay. And and as a mother, do you coach your children at, at the dinner oh, table? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so you so you've you've taken that that characteristic of from from your uh, oh, yeah. from from your mom yeah. so so i was fortunate enough that i was able to coach molly and meg both of my daughters while they were at playing at urbana right and so and know, those were some of my favorite times but you know there were also times when i would like always talk about field hockey you know and then there were times i had to realize okay you know because one of i think my youngest daughter meg finally said to me one day mom can we not talk about field hockey today right <laughs> so i realized it was overkill well i was gonna ask you about that too because you're the mother of three right and, yes. and all of your children play sports mm-hmm. how did, and, and you're a teacher you're a coach so that takes up so much of your time how, how have you balanced your schedule and how have you gotten your kids to all of their practices and games and stuff like that and your son plays football or played football in in yeah. boise idaho so yeah. um so how, how have you sort of managed all of that well it uh it was a balance that's for sure i mean so we um all of our our three kids were all very good athletes. They they played multiple sports. Um, so my husband and I did a lot of running around. Yeah, because um, they, they weren't they weren't a mile away from everything like like you were. Yeah, so. and I remember when my son played for like the little TJ league. You know, you always had to have a parent at practice the entire time. Um, so luckily, my husband was able to do a lot of of you know the extra running around when I was at hockey and things like that. So we balanced them out pretty well. Um, it all worked out and. Eventually, all of my kids um, became college athletes, which was super cool, and it was really fun to watch. And there was one year when they were all three playing in the fall, the right. same year. So how, how did how did you sort your schedule out then? It was tough. So Molly played on Saturdays, and Meg played on Friday nights and Sundays, and Thomas played on uh, Saturday nights at like ten thirty at night because he's out in Idaho. Because he was in, in right. at Boise, so we would stay up till two in the morning watching his games. So it, it was a little bit of a battle. It doesn't <laughs> sound like there's a lot of sleep happening uh, ever in the in, in, in the in the Stewart household. Yeah. So. but it was fun. I w- I wouldn't trade it for anything. How many trips to Idaho did you take out? Um, take we made a number Thomas? of trips yeah, right. out there to see him, and um, it's beautiful out there, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, and then. Uh, he actually went to grad school at Duquesne, which was super fun because we got a year where we got to pretty much see him play every week. Yeah, because that's only um, in Pittsburgh, which mm-hmm. which isn't super close, but it's not super far away either. Yeah, it's so a couple was, couple hour drive, right? Yeah, so that was that was wonderful for us. And, and what were your children doing now? I mean, uh, Molly's on your staff, right? 
Molly's on my staff. She's a teacher in Montgomery County, right. and uh, Molly's eventually going to take over the program, right. which we're really excited about. Yeah. What, uh, what's, what's it like coaching with her, coaching with your daughter? It's awesome. Yeah. She's a great coach. Do you guys butt heads or butt philosophies uh, no. ever? Or, no. No. Yeah. Um, no, but the one thing I like about Molly is she's the mean coach, and now I'm the nice one. <laughs> no, so it's like it's like a good cop, bad cop, where she, she'll say something mean, and then you come in and make it all better. Or, well, uh, not really, but yeah. I mean, she's—I'm not saying she's mean, but she's—you know—she's tough. Um, um, and she gets that from her father, and um, she, um, you know, she she likes things her way, and so it, it's been great for our program. And um, she's a great like technical coach. Uh, she's got lots of good ideas. Uh, she knows how to adjust when things aren't going well. So, you know, I think we, we make a great team. And what, what, what is Meg up to? Meg is, um, works for Richmond Homes, and she oh, sells fantastic. Uh, real estate. Right. So she'll she'll sell you your retirement home um, <laughs> oh, one, one day? Hopefully. Right. I'm uh, sure she'll charge me a premium. Um, no, nah, I, 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 I doubt that. So when, when did you realize you wanted to get into coaching? Um... Well, I've always wanted to be a coach. So when I was in college at Maryland, um, I used to give tennis lessons in the summer um, for the um, Recreation League, the Baltimore County Rec and Parks. And then I um, I had an offer to, um, to do some tennis lessons with some elite players mm-hmm. through the, like the Greater Baltimore Tennis Patrons Association. And... When I started getting to do that with more elite players, I really fell in love with it. Right. And so that's kind of how I got my start. And when I went to college, I knew right away I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. So, you know, I was pretty fortunate to to be able to kind of like follow that dream. I don't even know if you mentioned tennis in, earlier and in, in all the sports you were listing off that you played as a kid. So the, the Stewart household was, was a very active household or your family you guys weren't inside watching tv it doesn't sound like that too often no not too often because you played literally every sport it sounds like yeah when i was a kid we had like one tv and one uh, car one tv so no no cell phones no to be honest with you i don't remember any of us watching tv much Right. You know, we basically played outside all day, every day. Right. What, what um, about in the winter when it got cold and stuff like that? We still that? played outside. We'd have snowball fights. Yeah. Uh, we basically played whatever sport was in season. Okay. So, you know, in the fall, we'd be out there playing football. And, you know, in the winter, we'd be playing basketball. And, you know, in the spring, we played baseball. And we had, like, this empty lot in our neighborhood that we used to play on every day. And um, we would make trips up to Milford in the summer and play tennis all summer long. Right. What did you love about playing sports? Was it the social aspect of it and just being around friends and other people? Was it the competitive aspect of it? I, I, I like to compete. Yeah. And so did my brother. So we, we had a good time playing tennis together. As a matter of fact, the first year we played, I was 11, and my youngest brother was 8. My other brother was 10. We had one tennis racket between the three of us. You had one of everything, right? So we used to go up there, and one of us would hit against the wall for 15 minutes, and then time was up, and then the next one would – we shared one racket our first season. Did you guys fight over them? Oh, uh, yeah. You, yeah. You didn't give up that racket in 15 minutes. You right. better be a fast runner. You, you were like tapping your watch too, That's right? right. Yeah. So, um, but then the next year we all, we all got rackets, so it was pretty fun. Yeah. And competitive. Right. How did you end up at Urbana? Um, so I ended up at Urbana. Uh, I applied for, I think, eight counties in Maryland, and uh, I got a call from Lynn Carr. 
Okay. For, and, former FCPS, uh, a, a, not athletic director, but uh, director of athletics or uh, uh, and PE. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he called me for an interview, and um, and I was super excited, and you know. Um, loved the area and came out and got lucky to get a job. And I got my first job at Ballinger Creek Middle School. Okay, right down, right down the street mm-hmm. here, yeah. And I started coaching at TJ. I coached um, field hockey and basketball. Okay. Yeah, were, were you ready to be a coach at that time? Had you ever coached before, or was that your first coaching? That was my first, you know, coaching start. And I was really lucky because for field hockey, I coached JV with Pam Dove. Okay. And she had been a long time coach there and she was a great coach and I learned a lot from her. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, was it easy? Did you, did you take to it right away or was it more difficult than you thought? Uh, or, it, yeah. it was easy. It right. really was. It, I really liked the kids. They wanted to be good players. Um, and it was a lot of fun for me. I love creating practice plans and trying to figure out like how to make them better and, and, you know, doing those kinds of those little things and, you know, trying to find, figure out what, what each kid is good at. And, you know, yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned you're the nice coach, but how do you balance like pushing a kid and, 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 and being tough? Like, like you have to sometimes with, with being encouraging and positive and stuff like that. Yeah. I just try to find a way, um, to make every single kid feel special. And in doing that, I can then, adjust what needs to be adjusted so and you know in other words saying like you know hey i love the way you're doing this this is looking really good blah 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 but here's what we need to fix we need you to get lower you know when you're when you're driving the baseline we need you to keep it on the baseline we need you to you know pull this way pull that way based on the defense but i also like to like make the kids think um and and really start thinking um and playing smart hockey and like being able to read the defense and what they're doing so that our players are not just dribbling right into them and losing the ball, those kinds of things. So um, those are the things I try to be, try to be good at. Well, was field hockey your favorite sport to play growing up or one, one of them? I loved playing field hockey, um, but I loved all sports. Right. So, um, you know, I just kind of got lucky that I fell into it. And But as the years have gone on, I've loved it even more. Yeah. So I love the way the game has changed. I love the way there's more scoring. It's just so much faster. I love playing on turf. We're so fortunate to have turf fields here in Frederick County to play on. Yeah, because that, that speeds up the game, right? It speeds up the game. It makes it a much better game. The kids can actually use their skills more. True true bounces. Yep. And, and true rolls on the field. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have the divots. You don't have the, the bumps everywhere. And it's just it just allows the highly skilled players to use their skills more. Right. Were you at Urbana day one the, yes. the, for, for, the, for the opening of the school? And, yes. And, and, and you took the, the teaching job there too. You moved from Ballinger Creek Middle over, over to Urbana. Yes. Well, what was it like opening the school? It was awesome. We had a great staff our first year. Um, our first athletic director was Kevin McMullen, um, and he basically handpicked all of his staff. You know, we had great coaches. Right. Um, so we were, you know, it was a small knit group. We only had freshmen, um, as players, which was really fun. And, um, those freshmen created the culture that we have at Urbana now. I mean, they just created a great culture with, you know, high expectations and respect and integrity and unity. And it's carried over for 25 years. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the staff. I mean, Chuck Nichols, uh, Dave Carruthers, um, yeah. 
so, so we didn't have Chuck Nichols back then. Okay, but but he came he came over and he uh, came later. Joined, yeah, joined the staff. But but just all the great coaches you've worked with. I mean, you, you've gotten lucky in a lot of ways to, to to have that chance, right? Yes, I learned a lot actually from Coach Crothers. Yeah. Um, because I used to watch his kind of style, and he was very quiet. Uh, he didn't say much, but when he did say something, it was important. And I love that about him. Right. So. Um, I learned a lot from, uh, you know, a lot of the coaches that we are original coaches like Chris Crevos, you know, taught me a lot of things about, you know, ways of coaching because I coached for him at TJ. Um, Kevin McMullen uh, was a, a boys, longtime boy soccer coach yes. before he left to become the AD at Kentucky. Yep. So, I learned a lot yeah. from, from Kevin as well. Um, and one thing I still admire about him was he was very firm. Right. But he was fair. Right. And, but, but you've outlasted, you've outlasted them all. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chuck, Chuck's now retired. Kevin's retired. So um, you enjoy your job enough that you're any plans to retire anytime soon or. You, oh, I do plan to retire. Um, but, um, you know, not anytime soon. Right. In the next couple of years. How did you become the field hockey coach? How, how did you draw field hockey as your sport at, at Urbana? Um, well, Kevin called me, um, when I was at Ballinger Creek middle and he called me on the phone and he was like, Hey, I want you to be my field hockey coach. Were you coaching hockey at TJ? Yeah. You were, you were an assistant and JV coach. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, and I said, well, I'll think about it, you know? Right. And then he said, uh, you know, I tell you what, we'll give you a job at Urbana as a PE teacher if you come and coach. And so then I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Right. <laughs> but what's it like starting a program from scratch? I mean, because like you said, you had freshmen uh, that, that, that first year, and it's, yeah. it's, it's not easy. It so. was tough. Um, I'll be honest with you, not one single kid had a, their own field hockey stick. No kidding. So it was I had seven girls to start that had never played before. They, hey, so you're starting like this is a pass and this is this is what I you had do. to buy sticks for the team because they didn't have a stick. Um, yeah, so I basically taught them how to dribble and pass and all the basics um, that the kids that now come into our program already have. Right. Um, but it was fun. We had seven kids, like I said, and then we uh, we got a couple more when school started, and then we added one more player. So we basically had 10 kids our first year. Um, so we played short um, every single game. Um, but the problem with being uh, at a new school where you only have one class of kids is we encouraged those kids to be in multiple things. So I also had two girls in the band. Yeah, right. So there was one game where we played Glenelg Country School with only eight kids. Because they had a band competition wow. the same night as a, a game. Wow. Yeah. So there, there were some big time growing pains. Yeah. But, but do you ever stop and look that this is where we were when the school opened? Oh yeah. And, and this is where we are now, uh, pushing for, for pushing for a state title and, yeah. and winning CMC titles. Yeah. Every once in a while, I remind um, the players and parents in our program at the banquet, like a, just kind of a little bit about how we started. So, you know, to go from seven kids initially to where we are now, where we have multiple kids that want to play, you know, 20 plus on each team. Have, have you changed as a coach o- over the last 20 years or so? Yes. You have? In what ways? Uh, I've, I've gotten smarter. Um, you know, I've kind of learned as I've gone. I've, I've come to realize that every kid needs to be coached differently. Um. And, you know, I've just, I've learned a lot from, um, like you said, the coaches that I've been surrounded by, but also I've learned a lot from, um, 
you know, watching other coaches and, and, and going to coaching clinics and things like that. But I've also learned a lot from watching game film, which we never had back then. Right. Yeah. How, how do you coach in this day and age when everyone's got a cell phone, uh, everyone's got a Twitter account an Instagram account, uh, Snapchat, all of that stuff. Have you had to change your style in the way you connect with the kids just because everyone's sort of uh, left to their own devices in a lot of ways? Uh, yeah. Well, we don't allow cell phones at practice. Um, we've never, we haven't had a problem with it all year. Uh, we try to make sure that the kids are smart about their social media and what they put on there. Right. Um, but I've actually used Twitter to help my team. I try to, I use it to motivate them. I put you know, tweets out to try to motivate them for games like right. defense wins championships. I put pictures of them on there when they hit the game winner, uh, things like that. So I think Twitter's, you know, sometimes it can be good um, for your team as, as a motivator. The kids love seeing the, the tweets that I put out, especially when they're in them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you go to coaching clinics and stuff like that uh, often mm -hmm. too? Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and you, you you sort of have to stay ahead of the curve, right? Because things are changing so much in this day and age. Yeah. It seems that you have to, you have to stay ahead of it. So um, in addition to being um, the field hockey coach um, in Urbana, you also coach uh, the tennis team. Uh, and, and the tennis team uh, uh, stretched their winning streak this past season to over 80 matches. You guys won 84 matches in a row and you haven't been doing tennis quite as long you've been doing it for what last six years or so or um, um thereabouts i think Since it's been like this might be my 10th year ten, maybe. Ten, 10th year doing something uh, like that tennis but um but why has your tennis team gotten so good as well um our tennis team has a lot of uh really good tennis players yeah um but we also try to recruit right. some athletes from Urbana to yeah. try out for tennis. And uh, that nice mix has kind of been what's made up our teams, you know, over the over the years that we've been really successful. Right. I mean, 80, 84 matches in a row, that, that's a remarkable winning streak. Do you stop and pinch yourself um, about that every once in a while too? Yeah, it was pretty special. The kids really um, bought into it and they wanted to keep it going. And, and, and last year, the match that we lost at Middletown, they were pretty crushed. Yeah. Um, and it was super hard because. But, but you knew it was going to be hard. Like, oh, yeah. When you were eventually. Eventually. You yeah. were going to lose right. and it was going to be a tough moment. Right. So, yeah. It was just super hard because the deciding match on the court was two of our freshmen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that was really hard for them as freshmen. Right. Feeling like it was their fault when right. it wasn't. Right. And, and the Urbana boys who had a very comparable, if not, if not exact same winning streak. They credited the Urbana girls for sort of setting the tone uh, for, for the tennis team and sort of paving the way and, and showing the way. So the boys team took their cues from you guys in, in terms of all the success that, that they had and stuff, too. Uh, Coach Walton is very complimentary of you guys. Oh, so. yeah. Well, you know, Coach Walton is 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 a little humble. You know, he he's a great coach and he's done a great job with his. Right. With his boys team. And, you know, I think that they drive us and we drive them. We work really well together. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, and, and the other thing, too, is that Coach Walton does a lot to help the girls team. You know, he'll see things that we need to tweak. And, he, you know, and he, he's really quick to say, like, you know, let's let's do this. You know, so he's 
he we we work really well together but he deserves a lot of the credit for the success of the girls team as well right does coaching tennis does that take you back to your days doing ten doing tennis lessons as a, as a, as a kid and stuff like that yeah I, I love coaching tennis like i i think like i'm a little bit more serious as a field hockey coach um um, whereas as a tennis coach, I, I'm a little, we have a lot, a lot of fun, right? It's yeah. a lot more fun. Right. I, I think after your 80th victory, you guys had cupcakes on, oh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. uh, after the match too. <laughs> did, did, did you guys often do that stuff? Like yeah. as a little like treat, treats and rewards after wins and we stuff like that? We try to celebrate the milestones. Like we did that for 70 and 60 and 50. Right. So. Right. And you told me a great thing. Like the Urbana football team in its heyday won 50 straight games um, four straight state championships, and uh, you worked. Dave Carruthers was the coach of that Urbana, of that team, and and you told me a great little anecdote the one time when when you guys surpassed fifty, you went to Coach Carruthers and sort of elbowed him a little bit and said, "Hey, hey, hey, we passed you." What what was that moment like? It was pretty cool because Coach Carruthers, you know, is a legend at Urbana. And, um, well, you, you're, you're approaching legendary status too, aren't, aren't, aren't you now, AJ? <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, Coach Crothers was a legend at Urbana. And so, um, I always, I have always looked up to him. I, I've always admired him for, you know, the way, the style of, of, of a coach that he was. And, um, it was, it was pretty cool to, to get to that 50. And, uh, we're friends on Twitter. So, oh, he, uh, Coach Brothers tweets. He's on. He, he's on Twitter. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't tweet often. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, I send him the little private tweets, right, messages. Yeah. Um, sure. So he was excited for us, and uh, yeah, he he he's funny. His his famous words of advice um, when he was coaching at Urbana, and I had a field hockey game. He'd look at me and he'd say, "Coach Stewart, go out and score more than they do." That's the goal, right? And that's what he would say. <laughs> right. Very, keep it simple, right? And that's the same advice he gave me every game. <laughs> right. do, you, do you tell your girls playing field hockey and go out and score more than the other team? I haven't used that one yet, okay. but yeah. <laughs> you might have to incorporate that uh, one of these days. Hey, before, before I uh, let you go here, uh, Ur- Urbana celebrated its um, homecoming a couple weeks ago. Scheduled to play Thomas Johnson, of course, and, and, and TJ, unfortunately, had to, had to fold their uh, football season. And Coach Hines, uh, Ryan Hines, the athletic director, and I think some of you coaches came up with a great idea, and that's let's stage homecoming our own way. And and you had the you had the field hockey team playing the football team in field hockey, and and I'm sure you were at this event and participating in this event, right? Uh, and and the girls really schooled the football players in how to play field hockey, right? Yeah, it was a pretty fun night. Um, Coach Hines is the one that was the mastermind that came up with the plan. Um, and, um, he did a really good job of selling it to our administrators. Um, it was pretty fun. The field hockey girls were really excited to play against the football players. Uh, our football coach, coach Wilson, uh, came up to me and said, just make sure your girls don't hurt my boys. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was a little worried about them getting hurt. But anyway, I told him if they came out early before the game, I'd give them a little tutorial and showed the boys a little bit of like of how to play and so forth. Um, and the cool thing about the game was that Molly and I were the officials. You and were. that way we were able to control the game and make sure that everyone was safe. Um, anytime our girls hit the ball, they pushed it instead of, you know, they didn't drive the ball because the boys didn't have shin guards, um, right. you know, or anything, any type of safety equipment. So 
it was really fun. I think the boys realized that field hockey is a little tougher than they thought. Right. Yeah. Sure. Did you, I was going to ask, did you see any potential among the football players as, as far as far as field hockey? Well, goes? they some of them were had some great speed. Right. Um, but the problem was they were faster than they could keep the ball going on their stick. Um, and then, you know, there was one kid that was pretty good in goal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was an overall really fun night. And I hope we continue to do something like that every and year. And I think the girls got the better of most of the events, right? They, they, they were whipping up on yeah, the boys and I a think lot they of won sports. every event yeah, except right. for the cross country. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, field hockey is sort of typecast as a female sport in this country but but it's predominantly in the world it's a male sport i mean it's it's a male olympic sport so and and it's sort of unusual that there's not more opportunities for males to play field hockey in 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 high school and some even i don't even know how prevalent male college field hockey is uh well we have um there is the club field hockey Okay. In colleges, they allow males. As a matter of fact, our JV coach, uh, Cody Moss, played at South Carolina. Um, but we have the U.S. you know, men's squad um, field hockey teams. But, but, but you're how, right. do, how do they get competitive, though, if, if they're not playing growing up? Well, they do. They play okay. club level. Uh, they do. So yeah, they, they play youth leagues and club there's level. There's lots of yeah. like yeah, youth leagues, men's men's groups, and so forth. But you have to, you have to look for it, though, right? It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not readily it, – it, it doesn't seem readily available or Yeah, or you apparent, probably have so. to travel a good bit. I mean, right. they used to be down in Virginia Beach. Now they're up in Pennsylvania at the Spooky Nook. But we actually had a boy – uh, come to our camp this summer, which was really exciting. No, no kidding. For the okay. first time yeah. in you know, a lot of years, 15 years or so, we've had camp. We had a, a boy came and played, and he was really good. Boys uh, can play field hockey if they're granted exceptions, right? Or no, no, they, 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 no. Can't, they can't no, play? Okay. No. Because when I, when I was in high school a number of years ago, I, I think there were a couple of male field hockey players that, for whatever reason, were allowed to play the girls. I, I, yeah, I wasn't there sure was, how the rules. I wasn't sure if the rules had changed or not. There were so. two boys that played at Mead. Okay. Many many years ago, and I remember TJ played them. Right. Um, and then midway through the season, every game those two boys played in, that team forfeited. Okay. So I, I think the rule was they could play, but they had to wear the uniform. They had to wear the attire. So the so the the boys, if they play, they had to wear the the skirts. And yeah, but just, I don't think like it was that. Else. I think it was okay. just they the MPSSA just just the, just the imbalance in physical development yeah. and yeah. skill and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you're right. Men are the best field hockey players in the world. There's right. a lot of great men players for sure. And, and India is really one of the top playing countries in the world. Like mm-hmm. they're always uh, right up there in the Olympics and stuff like that. So yeah, you just don't hear a lot about it in this country it's, right. it's most people think of field hockey in this country as being a female yeah. sport i know it's so. pretty big in california yeah okay aj thanks for coming in uh, this has been fun uh, i i knew it would be uh and and best of luck to your uh, team going forward so okay thank I'm, you greg I'm glad to have you on so my thanks also to graham cullen for producing the podcast and all of you uh, for tuning in and listening uh, uh we really appreciate that as well and uh I'm Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department, and we will see you back here next week on the Final Score Podcast.